Welcome back, everybody, to the unveiling. We got some good stuff to talk about tonight. So everybody strap in and hold on for the ride. <laughs> I'm Thomas Belcher with my wife, Kelly Belcher. We got Thomas McPherson. How are you? And Brother Gage McPherson on the other side of the wall. Say howdy. Howdy. Howdy ho. I wonder if we should start going by aliases. Probably. Yeah, I'm, I choose TJ. Nobody will suspect a thing. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Susan. No, you can't go with Susan. We're in the last days, but we're not we're not partaking in the oh, last days. We're not going to be enlightened. No. That um, we're going to talk about a little bit tonight about some of the things prophesied uh, in the Word of God that um, people have uh, are looking for to take place or are misunderstanding uh, that have maybe already taken place. Um, and some of the things historically, the more you begin to understand and know a hi- history, history of um, the church, uh, history of Rome, history uh, of America, things like that, uh, the more that you begin to understand biblical prophecy it's kind of hard to to even understand biblical prophecy the way there's we're supposed to until we kind of know what happened in rome and we follow history because um if you don't know uh different things that happen through uh, throughout history and you don't really keep up with the things that are going on with that type of stuff then it's very easy to be uh, confused about what the bible could actually be talking about so we're going to talk a little bit about and we were, uh, my husband and I were talking to uh, someone uh, in his family that we don't get to see very often, not too long ago. And we began to talk to them about what was going on in the world and, and prophecy that we were seeing be fulfilled. And we mentioned um, uh, to this person, we mentioned to them about the Pope um, signing a peace treaty, a world peace treaty, and um, with for one world religion. And we talked to him about um, the, the Pope making a seven-year plan, and he said, I've not even heard of this. I didn't even know that, that this happened or this existed. And so um, on that thought, I, be, I, I began to think, you know, we need to – I've shared it on my personal uh, social media accounts and personal pages and, and things, but I don't know that everybody always sees those, or honestly, I don't believe that they all um, are get pulled through as much as they can when it's things that, that, that they don't really want people to see. Right. So um, we need so I, we need to discuss what exactly it means with um, with what is going on with this Pope Francis um, and some of the things that he has been doing lately because everybody is looking for the Antichrist or they say um, to step up and they're and and they're expecting the Antichrist to do certain things and they're expecting what they call the false prophet to do certain things and um, a lot of the things that they're expecting you know this person that's coming through we're going to talk about some of the things that god says about them like um like they they set themselves up like they are christ and one of the first things that i want to talk to you about is you know what the word anti means and we think a lot of times when it says the antichrist is somebody that is anti you know god anti everything god like they're the complete opposite of christ but that's actually not what that word exactly means. That means that word means that they are someone that is setting themselves in the place of Christ. They're someone that's trying to to um, 
to put themselves on the same level as Christ. Lucifer tried to ascend, you know, up to God and be where at the throne where God is, which is where Jesus sits at the right hand of God. And he was thrown down because he kept trying to put himself in the place of where Christ is, um, which is, you know, at the throne of God. And so an antichrist does not have to necessarily be someone that acts like that they hate God and that they hate everything about God. Uh, an antichrist is someone who is um, acting like they are holy, like Christ, that they are trying to act like that they are um, what the church is centered around, um, is an antichrist type figure. And I think a lot of people get very de um, deceived and confused by that because you know, they're expecting the Antichrist to be someone that comes in and is all just immediately all evil. Mm -hmm. And they don't say anything. Of that. Well, a lot of the confusion that I've seen, it, even with my own self in, in the past, is we, we do not know the times that they lived in. We don't understand the things that they were saying by the things they were seeing. So if, if you could imagine writing things in, in, in a book, about nowadays and things that go on in the way we talk and the way we've seen things and the leaders that are in charge of our world all we know is what we see all you know is is what you've been exposed to and these people knew what they were exposed to and they wrote the things that were familiar to them so you've got to take your mindset and learn history learn the history of the world that was going on back then and then put yourself in their mindset where they were writing these books and writing these things in this book. And it, it, it kind of opens your eyes to see why they wrote what they wrote, some of the things that they wrote, and it explains a lot of things. So It does. And w one of the things that, um, that I want to start by reading a couple of scriptures of some of the things it says in, about the last days, because there is also a huge thing where there are so many people right now these are the things that i'm personally have been witnessing there is a you've got the these people on one side that are saying that um that the world is going to get better it's going to go holy it's going to get um there's going to be this great wonderful revival that that takes place and that the church is going to rise up and it's going to change the whole world and um, and that is just not scripturally what the Bible says. That is absolutely anti-biblical. It, it's um, they they are taking the scripture where it says in the last days I'll pour my spirit upon um, all the you know your sons and your daughters shall prophesy in Joel chapter two. But what we have to realize is the last days began. The last days began when Jesus resurrected and sent the Holy Spirit down. That began the church age. That was the last age of the of the church age that would be towards the end but then the bible talks about that there's a last generation um that will see the, the, all these things take place which we've discussed in, in you know before in other shows that began when in the 1940s and 1945 uh when world war ii ended 1947 the dead sea scrolls were revealed 1948 israel became um uh, a nation in one day all these things prophesied that when you see these things take place that you know that this is the 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 end of this last age and then in matthew 24 jesus says when you see all these things take place and you see the fig tree bloom you know that those that are born during this time will not all pass away before they see the second coming of jesus so we see uh, that there is a the last 
days of the when the Gentile church began. And then we see that there is a last generation that God speaks of um, during this time. And so um, at the time that Revelation was written with John, and at the time that that there that Jesus was um, living upon the earth, we we're seeing during that time uh, is during the time where Rome is in charge of the world. Rome is now the world power, and it is in in charge. Rome is known as the dragon. Um, the, the, when the Bible speaks about the dragon, Rome was represented by a dragon, and Rome was the one that was in charge. It was the Rome that was there. Them along with the Pharisees and the Jewish people uh, that were there to, um, to crucify Jesus and came against Jesus. And so we see that Rome was still in control by the time that John, the revelator, uh, wrote the book of Revelation where he had the revelation of Jesus Christ. So well, a lot of these things you're going to um, talk about, it goes to Rome. A lot of it has a lot to do with Rome. And so over the years, um, the for years the church has always taught when i was growing up the church always talked about the the catholic church the roman catholic church and the popes and always talked about how that rome and the church was going to have a big influence of the last days and the false prophet and those things like that then after september 11th when the twin towers were hit and all that the church began to lean more towards um, the people uh, that that were Muslim and the the and began to start looking at that and saying, oh, I bet the the Antichrist is going to be a Muslim, because um, through the years we've always had a thing that we're, hey, whoever's the epitome of what we call the epitome of evil, that's what we're going to make into the Antichrist. But the one part thing that has stayed fundamentally true ever since the beginning of the of where the Roman Catholic Church took over the church world has been that the Roman Catholic Church has been very descriptive in the Bible um, of a lot of the things that they have done and a lot of false doctrine and everything that is still alive today all stems from the Roman Catholic Church being formed. And so um, in 2 Timothy, uh, verse starting with chapter 3, it says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money, and they will be boastful and proud they will scoff at god and they will be disobedient to their parents and ungrateful they will consider nothing sacred they will be unloving and unforgiving and they will slander others and have no self-control they will be cruel and hate what is good they will betray their friends and they will be reckless they will be puffed up with pride and they will love pleasure rather than love god they will act religious but they will reject the very power they could make them holy. Um, and it says, stay away from people like that. Say that last part one more time. It says they will act religious, but they will reject the very power that could make them holy. Stay away from people like that. And so what is the very um, power that makes us holy? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the anointing of God, uh, being in His will. I mean... It'd be the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It'd be the Holy Spirit for 300, Alex. Um, yes. The Holy Spirit is what makes us holy. Um, I was telling somebody this the other day when Jesus said, you must be born of the Spirit. Uh, he was like, you know, John said, I came to baptize you with water and to repentance, but Jesus is coming to baptize you with uh, fire and spirit. 
And then Jesus said, you must be born of water and spirit. And so it is the spirit of God that came down when the church was birthed in Acts that makes us, the Gentile church now, a part of that true vine of God because we've been born of the spirit of God. It is what marks us as a part of him and who he is. And so it's saying in the last days there will be people that are religious, act religious, but they'll deny the very power that could make them godly. Now we know in our day and age that there is a lot of churches that say, and there's a lot of people that teach and believe that the Holy Spirit is not for today. And they mm, that's right. They they also teach that the um the gifts of the Spirit are not for today, that they're no longer mm. active and that um the fivefold ministry of apostles and prophets and all those are no longer active. That's what they say. And so they get this thought process because of the scripture that says, when that which is perfect has come to pass, all these things will pass away. But love will not pass away. Um, that love stays forever. And so there was somebody very recently that that was talking to me um, and trying to debate with me on social media and they said, these things have passed away. They're no longer here. And I said, does it look like that which is perfect has come to pass? I said, where we're living at right now, does it look like that which is perfect is here? I was like, does the world look perfect right now to where we no longer need the power of the Holy Spirit? We no, we no longer need healing. We no longer need deliverance. We no longer need um, prophets to, to speak and, and hear from God. Um, it, what does it mean when it says that which is perfect has come? You know, TJ. Whenever the whenever after after the 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 great and terrible day of the Lord and the the three years of all of that happens, the moon, when, yeah, the millennial reign is when, when the earth is cleansed. Then we go through the millennial reign. And when the millennial reign, we won't even need the sun, because the Bible says that the, that that Jesus will light up. Um, the, city. the city, and so right. we, so we won't need to have healing, and and the gifts of the spirit and all that working when wait, we are wait, living wait, with wait, Jesus. TJ, why would that be? Because he's here in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Because he's here in the flesh. TJ wasn't even listening. TJ, we're going to need was, you to pay I'm attention. I'm trying to wake up. I had a long day at work. You gonna cry <laughs> about it? <laughs> <laughs> That is, that, uh, a lot of this stuff, man, is common sense, or just using your head to think. Well, a lot of these things... Um, we make it way harder than what it is. Well, a lot of these things people just repeat. It's a repeat of what I've heard, what I've heard. So we just yeah. repeat it, and they don't even know the, where that, that thought process came from, of that where they say that all these things have ceased. And the reason they believe all these things have ceased is because they don't see it. That's true. Because, you you know, by your faith you'll receive. And so if people have told people throughout time, generation, and then another generation have told people that you're not going to see miracles anymore, you're not going to see deliverances anymore, you're not going to see the power of the Holy Spirit anymore, then they don't believe it. So they're not going to see it because we only receive from God what we believe. I had someone tell me that, that they, she asked me if I, if I uh, uh, anointed people. Anyway, she didn't know the correct term. She was a, a Church of Christ lady. Anyway, and I said I absolutely uh, do what the Bible says, uh, and I, I we we anoint people with oil and pray for them, and we see people healed, we see people set free from from 
from demonic things. We see all kinds of miracles that God does all the time. And, and but we believe and we we see it we see it's, it's people that that don't even fully understand what's going on is getting deliverance from god and being healed and set free we've seen schizophrenia healed twice in our church it, it I, I can't even remember everything that's happened it's been so many things and miracles that's happened in the three and a half years that we've been here it is amazing what God is doing. Now, answer me this. Why would the devil do that? Why would he help people out and heal people and cast his own self out of people? And Well, the Bible says Satan cannot cast out Satan. So then what's going on? These people don't, they, they, they don't, they, they don't, they're not indoctrinated into anything. Most of them don't even understand the, fully what's happening. I know I didn't the first time that I was set free from demonic spirits. I didn't, I'd never even heard of that stuff. And, and all of a sudden, these things start manifesting inside of me and, and coming out. For at that point, what do you do? I mean, you're not lying. You're not in control anymore. Something is taking you over and causing you to manifest. And then someone says, in the name of Jesus, come out of him, and it leaves. Uh, where, where do you go from there? I mean, uh, I'm a believer from that point forward. Nobody could ever tell me that that ain't real because Jesus' power had just come over me and set me free, and now the most peaceful feeling in the world has come over me. Or that it's not for today. I mean, what other time do we need delivering power yeah. of the Holy Spirit more than today? Well, I was just thinking, uh, he said, where do you go from there after something that like that happens and occurs? You well, go and sin no more. <laughs> you, uh, here, here's what's uh, – something. okay, so everybody knows that something happened at a concert here recently, and it has been a lot of controversy about what's been going on uh, surrounding that uh, Travis Scott concert. And uh, <clears throat> someone asked me, he's like – do you do you believe any of that craziness about the 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 shadows that was flying over the crowd and went into it and they counted eight and then eight people ended up dying, and I said to him, I said, well, one cool thing and really one of the major reasons I don't really believe that the devil wants to be seen too much is oh, because to be seen. well undeniable proof of it, satanic evil evil makes- is it, it glorifies God even just revealing themselves right. especially on that level the public seeing a lit that like Evil. the full course ritual that transpired that day and literal you just go watch the videos if you haven't already seen it do some research on it all you got to do is type it in and it'll if you pop haven't already seen up. it then you're probably amish yeah for real that's how popular that was yeah well the thing about it is is used to um when if I've noticed in the past growing up in a spirit-filled church and seeing people delivered and set free that the enemy revealing himself caused God to be even more revealed because to know that there is truly evil and it's not made up and it's not fake is to know that there is on the other spectrum that there is good and so if there's there's demonic spirits 
that are manifesting when you say the name of Jesus and screaming and holding their ears and not want to hear it. And, you know, if you touch them with the Bible or read the Bible to them, you know, they scream and, 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 and hold their ears in utter pain. Um, then it, then that proves to people, hey, this God thing is real. Yeah. It, you you can't put another book, you can't get the Quran and put it on somebody's that's got a demon in them. Yeah, proved it to me. And 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 their demons are not going to scream a crowd. It's only when you place the Word of God. And for all you religious people, you can place the NLT Bible on uh, them, <laughs> and the devil gets comes out and screams just the same. That's funny. It does not have to be the KJV Bible to make the devil manifest. So that right there proves to you. Um, if you've ever seen it, I've witnessed it many times with my own eyes. See, I, I saw an argument that, on on Facebook about a transcription in the Bible, and they they refused to acknowledge the fact that it was not perfect word by word from the KJB, K, King James Version. And I pulled up the literal translation from Google. You know, we, the, what we we go back to the original source, and word for word, it was exactly the opposite. Not necessarily the opposite, but was it, it to about what she was, it was about trying the fox to put it on. And the, I mean, the wolf and the lamb. Uh, to this point, I can't remember what it was, but it was. She said, "This is what it says, word for word," and something was just tweaked off. You know what I'm saying? Just a tad bit. She was just trying to twist it, and then I brought back to the original scripture, and it says, "This is literally what it means." And then all she had to say was, "Hmm." <laughs> That's it. Well, at least she said, "Hmm," hmm. and then keep arguing. I mean, yeah. I don't understand the people's allure to only reading the KJV. Because it's religion, um, and, and, and there's, I'm trying to think if there's... Um, but how many years ago was that? Tra- that was transcribed, what, 600 plus years ago? I mean, we're at a completely different level of technology now. If you can't just, like, go to the original text, I mean, it's a click away. We have, we have, we have made it so simple in today's technology to full-on delve so much deeper than some people have ever come to back in the day or couldn't even have the possibility (laughs) of getting that deep. Which proves the Bible even more because in the last days the knowledge will increase. And it makes it easier to be able to to look into things. We can have have the click of our hand. We can look up the original Greek, the original Hebrew of um, how the Word of God was written. And I was thinking about how people get stuck into their old ways. I've been seeing people that are, you know, big into uh, um, hating on the church lately and the bride of Christ. And I am a um, firm believer in speaking um, against false doctrine and against all the false doctrine. And the Bible says in the last days that that's, it's going to be slap full of false teaching, false doctrines. And it says... To do, you know, Paul to Timothy to defend the faith of God that we've been entrusted with, and to call out those that teach something contrary to the word of truth. But there is a true church, and so I've also seen these people that are uh, seem to say that they're the awakened ones, and they're getting they're they're waking up. Um, and I've seemed to see those people, and they're and they're seeing a lot of these things that are going on in the world, but they're not involved in a body of Christ because they keep saying the church is evil. The church is evil, you know. Come out of the church, and yes, there is an evil, apostate. false bride. There is an apostate, heretic church in the last days. But the Bible tells us that there's also the bride of Christ, and if there's a if there's ever the devil ever has a counterfeit. It's always because there's an original. That's there right. is the real deal. And so we have to be very careful that we do not attack 
the, um, the bride of Christ, and that we and that we become a part of the bride of Christ, we can know every we can see everything that's going on around the world. We can have our eyes wide open to the to the political. Um, uh, shadow government and the and the tricky things that they're doing to bring about a new world order. We can see all of that, but it don't matter if we see all of that if we're not following the word of God. And the word of God tells us that we are supposed to be a part of God's church, the the bride of Christ, because that's who He's coming for. Is He's coming for the bride? And I've seen um, another thing that I, we I've seen that has been big is people getting back into a lot of um, Jewish tradition and mythicism. It's like you have these people that are big against the church. And a lot of these people that are getting on this big anti-bride, uh, anti-church wagon are getting really big back into Jewish mythicisms and bringing back all the Jewish laws and the Jewish festivals and the Jewish this and the Jewish that. I'm proud to say that a lot of church people and a lot of church, a lot of people are now beginning to see the paganism that now that has plagued the church for so long ever since the Roman Catholics took over the church, it has been plagued with paganism. And they've begun, begin to come out of a lot of these paganistic holidays and practices. But they're just, a lot of people are just replacing them with saying that you have to, you have to follow these old Jewish feasts um, and trying to get back into Jewish legalism. And um, I was reading in First uh, John, and, uh, and I wanted to read that for a second. First John chapter 2. It's starting with verse 15 through 29. Um, through 29. It says, uh, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. Uh, for when you love the world, you do not love the Father, and you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything that we see, and pride in our own achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So, dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming. And many already, uh, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they were never really belonged to us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. But when they left, it proved that they did not belong to us. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all you know the truth. So I'm writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. And who is a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ. And anyone who denies the Father and the Son is an antichrist. Anyone who denies that the uh, that the Son doesn't have the Father either. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. But anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Um, and then he goes on and says, You must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do this, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we will enjoy the eternal life that he promised us. Um, I'm writing you these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true for the Spirit. Teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches you is true. It's not a lie. Just as he has taught you. So remain in fellowship with Christ. Um, and so now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ. So that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know that all who do what is right are God's children. 
And so he's not telling you that you should never be taught the Bible. That's not what he's telling you. He's referring to um, to something that was going on around at that time that we're going to get into um, that began because, you know, there's other scriptures where it says, you know, don't call anyone father. Um, and so we got to realize that this was during the time of the Romans. And it was after Jesus died and um, rose from the dead when they ended up uh, joining into the Roman Catholic Church. But these things, he was prophesying because that this that this was coming. Uh, because at this time, the Roman Catholic Church had not been formed yet. Right. But Gnosticism, which we'll talk a little bit about, was already formed and gnosticism was a belief that was um that was brought into the roman catholic church and and made up a lot of the roman catholic church's doctrines and teachings um and so he was warning them about gnosticism uh, and paul talks about it and uh, warns people about this belief that was uh, going on and is still around today um at the end in first john chapter four um Verses 1 through 6, it says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit, but you must test them to see if the Spirit that they have comes from God. For there will be many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. Any person claiming to be a prophet will acknowledge that Jesus Christ came in a real body. That, That person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard of um, coming into the world and is indeed already here. So the spirit of the Antichrist has been in the world since the beginning. Um, the, the spirit of the Antichrist is not something new. It has been in the world since the beginning. There has been many Antichrists who have came through the years. Um, but he says, uh, and then in uh, Jude chapter 1, he begins to talk about what Jude is talking about and what he's warning about is this Gnosticism teaching that was going on at that time. Uh, during the time that they were writing this, Gnosticism was beginning to grow. And I'll tell you what that was. But he says, Dear friends, I have been eagerly planning to write to you about salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to, to his holy people. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, and they're saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people has been recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, um, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of their authority that God gave them, but they left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives. They defy authority, and they scoff at supernatural beings. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, The Lord rebuketh you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil over Moses' body. But these people scoff at things they do not understand, and they're like unthinking animals. They do whatever their instincts tell them. And so they bring about their own destruction. And it goes on 
to say that these people are shipwrecking the faith, they're shipwrecking the truth of God, and they're uh, ruining um, the the gospel uh, of God. And this was, um, when they were speaking of this, this all goes and ties in with what's going on in the Roman Catholic Church. It all ties in with Gnosticism. And so, you know, I printed off a little bit what Gnosticism was. The word uh, Gnostic comes from the Greek word of meaning knowledge. Um, where this was a religious movement that began um, right around the time of Christ. Uh, and it began extending into the first few centuries of the Christian era, and it's still around today. But Gnostics became the ones that were illuminated. They were the ones that knew. It was all about their knowledge and, and increasing in your knowledge and increasing in um, the knowledge of God. These things came from uh, down from the Romans and the Greeks. And, the, you know, the Greeks were all about the knowledge and the illumination of the mind. And where did it originally come from? Lucifer, the enlightened one, the one that told Eve, um, you will be like God knowing everything. Same trick over and over again throughout time. Um, is is you'll know everything. Um, you're you're going to get smarter, and your mind's going to be more awakened and more illuminated. Um, their teaching varied from group to group, but um, to sum it up quickly, um, they said that even though Christ appeared to be human, he did not come in the flesh. That he just appeared. His humanity was merely an illusion mm. that people saw, that um, he never came into the flesh. He, they also taught that um, Christ appeared to die, but he didn't really die, that his crucifixion was faked. It was a fake that he like it came down off of it, that he never died. That's the Gnostics believed. The Gnostics were formed by some mystic Jew, Judaism, mystic Jews, um, Israelites, um, that they and they mixed in with um, with these false religions and Buddhism, but uh, they taught that Christ was not truly God, um, that He was merely a created being, and He was the lowest of the aeons. Now, this is what they believe. They believe that there was a there is a major being that that is over everything, but this being did not create anything because He would not belittle Himself to even. <coughs> make human beings um that but he, he that there is a group of um aeons which are like beings in between humans and the major god i guess what, what we would probably call angels um i guess is what we would call them but they were a group of semi-divine beings that were kind of in between god and man they weren't as lowly as we are but they weren't as high as the one supernatural being and each, um, and they, there was a, they, just like angels have, um, you know, ranks and demons have ranks and demons, you know, there's, there's ranks, there's, there's imps all the way up to, you've got, you know, authorities and super, the supernatural that Ephesians 6 talks about. Um, but they said that these, that they have ranks and they said that, um, Jesus was one of the lower ranks of them that was the farthest away from the divine being. And he is the one that created the world. They said, but he is he was not the you know god that that uh, he was not part of the godhead um but god himself would not create the world because he was too pure and he didn't want to dirty himself up with our matter mm. which is weird mm. and um and so he it says uh, they also believe that uh, the god of the old testament is evil and evidenced by the fact that he created the material universe <gasps> 
and that he is not the same God as the New Testament. They said that um, the God of the New Testament is a God of love um, that Jesus taught about and that Paul taught about that God. When Paul teaches that Paul taught about that God, the God of the New Testament, the God of love. And that people are saved by acquiring secret knowledge and their mind being enlightened, which and then get into a state of enlightenment to where their mind gets awakened to the point to where they become God's many little aeons their self, many little gods their self. And you may think, and that kind of sounds familiar. Well, that's in a lot of places. Uh, the, the the Mormons teach that. Um, Scientology teaches that. Uh, also, um, the Illuminati, um, uh, the Masonic lore teaches that, that you rise up to a certain place of illumination to where you become a god yourself. Um, and so it's like a, the New Age movement, the New Agers. It's, it's been around forever. It's the same lie repeated over and over and over again. And so, you know, Paul and the apostles were f constantly fighting this Gnostic teaching. Like in Colossians 2 and 8, if you want to write this down, and Colossians 18 and 1, John 4, 1 through 3, which I just read, Revelations 2 and 6 and, um, and 2 and 15, uh, there Paul advised them and said, quit listening to those that are doing profane babbling and the absurdities of so-called knowledge. You know, he, he, he calls them out and he says, all these that think they're so knowledgeable. That's what he's calling out as the Gnostic people. And he said, because by professing this, it has caused other people to be deviated from the faith. And um, in First Timothy, it says it's caused people to deviate from the faith. So in other words, they begin to mix in falsehood into the church even before the Roman Catholic Church was. So kind of a recap over all that. The devil fought the church by persecution to start with. He, pers he even persecuted Jesus and tried to take him out, not realizing that when he done that, he was actually activating everything that set us free. And Jesus set free people that were in that were bound in hell. They were born again and went to heaven. Okay, so then the devil realized the persecution wasn't working as well. That caused people to run towards it because for some reason our nature is just that away. So then the devil joined the church. He also persecutes. He persecutes the true believers. But then he joined the church, and he gets people's. Uh, uh, that we get to thinking about God in a human sense, like there's no there's no possible way that He died, went to hell, and came back. That was all a, a, a show or a farce that couldn't have really happened. Uh, so we try to they, He tries to humanize Jesus, or then He says that that the thing that the Holy Spirit doesn't do what it does. We've got to remember that Jesus is is God. Jesus is is the the Holy Spirit. Jesus is everything. Jesus is the whole deal. He's got the power. He was the creator. He's the spoken word of God. He was in the beginning was the word. The word was 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 God. The word was with God. The word became flesh and dwelt among men. So that was Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So the devil's job is to get our focus off of of the true power and the true nature of God and teach us a bunch of man made doctrine. Right. Not all doctrine is bad, but a lot of it is. Anything that's, that doesn't stand with the Word of God is, is a man-made doctrine, and it's no good. Right. So get our focus off of God and get our focus on something else. So that he came in and, and took the power away from the Lord. And then 
he got the church to 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 celebrating pagan holidays instead of of the holidays that we were that that us Protestants were supposed to be celebrating. We named them pagan things and placed everything that we do in pagan tradition. So now people are starting to wake up to that, and so now the devil's getting their focus off course again. And we're looking at Judaism and trying to get into the Judaism. Well, the Jews miss Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to downgrade the Jews. We love them and we want to bless them. We pray that they get born again or the Israelites. We pray that they're born again. But they missed it. We didn't miss it. We've been born again. We Now we need to celebrate our holidays with a true heart and remember what who Jesus is, what he is, what he came to do. He came to set you free, and if he's big enough to pick you up out of sin, we know that he's big enough to keep us out of sin. Mm-hmm. He can change your want-tos. Your want-tos will change when Jesus comes in. So is that kind of a, of a summary of, of what's, what you're trying to say here? Well, when it what, what, what we're trying to get to is like when Jesus died, and then sent down his Holy Spirit. That was the beginning of the church. And in Revelation, it begins off, starting off talking about the churches, and it names the churches. And these are the same of the churches that were written to in a lot of the letters in the New Testament church. These were real churches at the time. But they are also, the Bible says in Revelation, this is the mystery of the seven churches. So he was like, pay attention and listen to what I'm trying to say. And it's because each name of each church represented also a biblical timeline uh, that God was giving us. God always gives us clues through, through the Word of God of His time frame. And to warn us and say, hey, this is what's going to happen. It's, it's a prophetic thing. And, and it lines up perfectly. And so this is where we get in with where God is talking about what's going on in, in the last day's church and how sin has crept into and disrupted the church. Well, the great the Greeks and the Romans um, at the time, and it, like I said, from the time that Jesus was into the church throughout Re- um, Revelation is the time that Rome was ruling the world. And they these Greeks and these Romans, they held their selves in high esteem. I'm reading this out of uh, a very wonderful book called The Seed War, written by myself. Um, but it says that uh, the Greeks and Romans held themselves in high esteem for their apparent relationship uh, with the gods. They considered themselves from the gods, from the demigods, um, which were the fallen angels. They worshipped and made sacrifices to their many gods and their demigod ancestors. Um, we know that these were the fallen angels and their hybrid half-human uh, children, the Nephilims or the giants. Well, the churches that John addressed in Revelations, um, they are a picture of the church age from the time that Jesus left. And so the first age that he's um that he talks to the first church that he begins is the church at ephesus and um, ephesus the word ephesus means the desired one this is the church that was doing great after jesus 30 a.d this is right after jesus has died and um and sent his spirit down they're on fire for god the the holy spirit fire from acts chapter 2 with the the evidence of speaking in other tongues has been given out and they are going out and laboring for god and 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 the church is at an all-time high evangelism and the church is growing at exponential speed it's 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 what it's supposed to be um and then he goes to the next church age which was smyrna 
In this church, uh, uh, the word Smyrna means bitter or likened unto myrrh. And this church age uh, was around 54 A.D. to 312 A.D. And this is at the time when Rome began heavily persecuting the church. Um, and the word myrrh is what they would rub on dead bodies um, to keep the smell of death away. They would use myrrh to keep the smell of death out of the church. And so um, this was the time where they were they were persecuting, martyring, um, killing the church. Uh, um, and there was a like there was a total of ten Roman emperors who killed the church. And the Bible says he prophesies and says that there will be ten ten days, which his days actually meant there will be ten rulers that you're going to have to go through that are going to persecute the church when he's talking to the church of Smyrna. Um, and so this the many people at this time were fed to lions, they were crucified, they were burned at the stake. Um, but like Chip had said earlier. Where the enemy came in persecuting the church, it did not stop the church from growing. The church actually grew more. Um, and, and Satan realized that attacking the church from the outside was not, it was counterproductive. Um, and so he decided the best way to get to the church is to infiltrate the church from the inside out and cause the church to compromise. Yes. Because killing them and martyring them was giving them something to stand for and to That's fight right. for. And so the next they still church. still had power. Right. And so the next church became Pergamum which means marriage. Um, and so this is when the Roman Catholic Church under Constantine, um, where he had a dream and he said he saw Jesus, he saw Christ, and he decided that he was going to make, um, he was going to join the church in with the, the Roman um, world where the Rome was running the world. So he joined the church together with it. The problem is, is that all the poly theistic gods that the Romans served, he did not remove all of them and, and go straight into serving God. He just added it together and made it one. And um, what are you doing, man? <laughs> My left nostril's a little I'm trying to breathe through it. <laughs> Somebody pray for TJ. For, uh, that, uh, but anyway, they, so they, they, he marries the two together, and if he removed any God's names, he just placed um, a Christian symbol or a Christian um, person like Peter or Mary or somebody in the place of them. And so what happened was the church went along with it because, hey, it's better than getting murdered. It's better than getting killed. Now he's accepting Christianity. You know, Constantine's now saying he's a Christian. Looky there. We're, we, we've changed it. These Roman evil pagans are now accepting jesus but they weren't accepting jesus they were including jesus in with all their polytheistic gods um and so they but they got married the church and government became married they became one as a political power and um and so what happened with this is during um when the church married into roman paganism they began to to celebrate holidays what used to be um one of their roman gods um holidays like they said that zeus you know his birthday was uh, december 25th uh which was actually nimrod the father of false religions the day that his birth was they said hey let's just put this as, as jesus's birthday Man. and um and jeremiah the god is chewing out um these pagans and he's saying you know you br you cut down your tr these trees and you bring them into your house and you fasten them up and you decorate them with gold and silver ornaments um to worship you know and your gods and god's chewing them out about this and so they combined all pagan practices 
with Christian names and Christian holidays. Mm. And what happened at this time was the Holy Spirit left the church. The Holy Spirit no longer, um, what the Bible says, wrote Ichabod on the wall. And the word Ichabod means the Spirit of the Lord has departed from this place. And this led the church into what we call the Dark Ages, where the Spirit of God completely left the church. Now we have the church full of government leaders. And these government leaders that are running the church and are doing all these things, uh, this is where we also get the Knights Templars um, that came through and all these things. And so pretty much evil infiltrated the church and then evil took over the church and then the church became a secret society honestly of um people that had just they 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 ransacked the church and so um there was a man that came in named um saint augustine and he was of a manichean religion and manichean was of a religion that was formed by a man named by no other than manny and Man, uh, Manny decided that he was going to put together Gnostic Christianity, which had Gnostic was Jewish mythicism mixed with Christianity. He was going to mix Gnostic Christianity with Buddhism and with Zophronism, which is um, Jewish mysticism, uh, stars, astrological type mess, you know, uh, all together and come up with his own religion called Manichaean religion. When he did this, he brought in a bunch of heretic um, teachings uh, even more into the church. And those teachings were things like this, um, absolute predestination and eternal salvation. Um, that he, he taught that um, we are either predestined to be um, one of the ones chosen to be uh, saved by God or either we're not. And there's nothing we can do to choose that, that you're predestined by God. He picks, and there's nothing you can do to change it. And then if you're the one picked, then there's nothing you can do to lose your salvation. But if you're not one of the ones that are picked, there's nothing you can do to gain your salvation. It is just free, a free gift to anyone God chooses, but he only chooses certain people. He also taught that man has no free will. Um that you know that that God makes the decisions ultimately and you know what happens is has already been planned out by God and you don't get a choice in the matter um he says that one cannot know if they're actually one of the ones that are that are being saved until the end um you know you just I guess you just don't know and then he, he taught that God commands impossibilities so in other words like where the Bible says you must be holy for I am holy you must be righteous, you know, for, you know, um, where God tells us that we have to live a holy life separated from, from sin. And God tells us, you know, repeatedly those that continue in sin do not know God and the love of God is not in them. He says that that was impossible. And so God commands us to do impossible things knowing that we can't do them. Um, he taught that the Roman Catholic Church has supreme authority in his, and is God on the earth. And that the Pope is God manifested on the earth in a person that he is incarnate of god uh god incarnate on the earth who represents god on the earth that he taught praying for the dead that when someone dies you can make offerings and alms and try to pray to get them out of purgatory um he taught that any baby that was not baptized uh would um be damned to hell he taught um that sex of any kind is sinful which is where nuns and um 
and priests and popes and all that 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 um, began to be formed because it's all um, depravity in our body's depravity. A lot of these teachings came from Gnosticism. A lot of these teachings are mixed up stuff with Gnosticism. And so this church age, um, whether it's at, and then, you know, I won't go through the rest of them, but um, in detail, but the Thyatira church, the next church age, um, meant continual sacrifice and that's when they were deep deep into the dark ages and they were teaching that you had to go in you had to go to a priest and get forgiveness of your sins and do all these things but and they took away the finished work of jesus christ and then sardis means the escaping ones and that is the church age that was during the time of martin luther and the great awakening where he posted the 95 things wrong with the Roman Catholic Church and the beginning of the Great Reformation where the Protestant Church was formed. Then the next church age was the Church of Philadelphia. And this church age was um, when that began, when revivals began to break out, like the Azusa Street Revival, the Welsh Revival, and the Holy Spirit was poured back out into the church again. Missionary work, evangelism, prophets, pastors, um, and the fivefold ministry began to be formed again. The Spirit of God was in the church doing miracles again, and um, the church was moving in a charismatic movement. And the the last church age is the Laodicean church age, which started in 1967. Um, and it, it the word Laodicean means the people's opinion. Or the people's opinion rule, and that was started in 1967 when they polled people, starting the seeker-friendly movement, um, asking their opinion on what the church should be like, and that brings us to where we're at now. And so, where are we getting from that with this church that was started during the time that the the church moved into this paganism, false um, church age? They there was a lot of things that were said. Um, by the prophets when they wrote the Bible about um, that, and when he was talking in Romans uh, and in Revelation that that talks about um, the the Roman Catholic Church and the things that happened. One one of the things that it's always talked about in the Bible is the twelve hundred and sixty days. Um, it says you know that there will be one that'll that that'll come up and they'll defile and Daniel he says that it will defile the temple of God and will claim um, himself to be a, like God. Well, that's what the the Pope does. The Pope has always um, said that he was God on the earth that he is like and unto God. And so the Roman Catholic people they treat the Pope like he is God on in the flesh standing on the earth and he stood up in the temple and he you know and the god's church which is the temple now in the new testament is the is the the gentile church we are the temple of the holy ghost and so he he's claimed himself to be a god now here's the thing i know a lot of people say the 1260 days represents just three and a half years and all that but did you know that the roman catholic church reigned on the earth and was ruling the earth they were the ones that were ruling the earth for 1260 years they reigned on the earth which um is was prophesied by daniel that they that there would be one that would come and they would reign for 1260 years and it would talk like a dragon with that beast that comes out of the sea in revelations it says it has a voice likened unto a dragon the lamb that little lamb with the little horn that comes out of it you know is likened unto a dragon the dragon remember was rome and so um i find it odd that the catholic church had this you know reign on the earth for 1200 
and 60 years. And we talked about it um, very shortly before we started this about what went on during the time that the Catholic Church kind of met its fall. And now it's kind of rising back up. But it reigned fully, controlled everything for 1260 years. But um, uh, y'all um, pop in a little bit. What what was it around the time that the Catholic Church kind of lost its fervor and kind of started flowing out and not being the 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 world power that it once was? That's when Martin Luther came and and, and nailed the thesis. Well, that the began Lord. the Great Reformation for <coughs> right. sure. Yeah, uh, and, and splitting it up of the Roman Catholic Church. And in the early 1900s, that's when... uh 1700s? You mean Age of Enlightenment? You're talking about the 1700s? Oh, I thought you when the, when the Catholic Church lost its mess and the Holy Spirit came back in. Oh, no. The, no, the Holy Spirit came back in years after the Protestant Church had already been formed. When, the, when Martin Luther, during the time when Martin Luther began... Um, the, the coming out, the escaping ones uh, that the Bible speaks of, it says, you know, you have this, you're, you have this, people say that you're alive, but you're not truly alive yet because the Holy Spirit had not came back into the oh, church the, yet. The first time the Catholic Church was started getting booted out and they get, shoot, they was arresting popes and, 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 killing and, them. and killing them because the people were tired of being controlled by tyranny and, and a bunch of bull. Yeah, when the Age of Enlightenment occurred, which was started in the 1700s and lasted up until the end of the 1700s. Some people say it ended in the last of the 1700s. Some people say it lasted until about 1815. Um, this is a time it started in France. France started it where they began to get mad at the Catholic Church and their control over everyone and the crookedness. The, the, the church was crooked. That's what it pretty much boils down to. That's it was right. wicked. It was evil. And so they began to say, look, we're not letting these popes and these these people control us anymore and tell us, you know, control us by the fear of God and saying that God's going to do this <coughs> because if the pope, you didn't do something the pope like you died. That you know they 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 martyred many 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 Christians, um, the Roman Catholic Church did, and so the Age of Enlightenment they said, hey, we're we we can become little gods ourselves. Uh, we have this mental power that that can grow in us, and so we can become enlightened through science and through learning and all that. And, and to heck with this religion that makes us feel bad about what we do or these people that are controlling us. So they began to break into the Catholic churches, burn them down. Uh, drag popes and, and that's when they, they they started advocating democracy and individual liberties, freedom of expression, and 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 the, the eradication of religious structure whatsoever. They they started uh, or the authority of it anyway. And uh, wait a minute, Paul's right there. I want you to explain that good because I want you to know that during the 1700s is when the Age of Enlightenment began. It was during the 1700s, and that actually the year 1776, that the Illuminati was formed. What is the Illuminati? The Illuminati is a real thing. You can look it up. It is where people, once they get to the 33 degree of masonry, they believe that they can become part of the illuminated ones, and they will reach the, point, the top tip of illumination through their mind. Remember, I said that Gnosticism taught that the more your mind gets illuminated and the more your things are revealed to you, that's how you gain your 
salvation into becoming a god one of the aeons yourself you know as though this all started with the gnostic teachings yes and so now the illuminati is is the the freemasons they're teaching that once you get to this 33 degree of freemasonry then you can um, climb up and start becoming one of the illuminated ones which george washington shows us in the state capitol where he's painted at the top where he is one of the illuminated um, gods with the Roman gods and the Greek gods up there at the top that he has become illuminated. He's become one of the illuminated ones. Could you put that up there? And um, I don't know if he can, if you can I'll, find I'll, it. I'll look for it. But he, that's what he says. Well, this, our country was formed in 1776. The Illuminati was formed in 1776. The Age of Enlightenment started in the 1700s. And 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 knowing that our that that at 1776, I want him to read what the Age of Enlightenment, what they taught in the Age of Enlightenment um, in France, and I want you to hear how much that sounds like what our um, Republic of America is founded on. Well, there were there were two distinct lines of Enlightenment: the Radical Enlightenment advocated democracy, individual liberty, freedom of expression, and eradication of <coughs> religious authority. A second, more moderate variety sought accommodation between reform and the traditional systems of power and faith. Science came to play a leading role in enlightenment discourse and thought. The enlightenment has has long been hailed as the foundation of modern Western political and intellectual culture. So, in other words, the Age of Enlightenment, where they were saying to heck with religion, God, all of it, we're our own gods, and we can be, um, our minds can be open, and we can become illuminated little aeons ourselves and become our own gods, which is exactly what Lucifer told Eve in the garden. You'll become like God, knowing everything. There's nothing wrong with them breaking free from the tyranny of the, the Catholic Church and, and their, their religious mess. If we would follow God's uh, uh, religion, the, the true religion, Jesus, if we would follow that and the principles that Jesus taught, everybody would be free. It's just sneakiness. When, the, when, the, when Martin Luther and all that, when all these things uh, began to take place, um, Satan's hold as the Roman Catholic Church, the Knights Templar, the Masonic, which is all involved, the Masonic Lodge, the Knight, there it is, um, George Washington sitting up there become, where he's become illuminated um, with all the foreign, um, with all the false gods and demigods. He's become one of the aeons, uh, one of the demigods that um, that are up there. And But when, it, the thing is, is when the Roman, when people, when the first Bible was printed, um, by William Tyndale in English, people began to read the Bible themselves. Martin Luther began to get um, the word out that, hey, if you read the Bible for yourself, you'll see that what the Catholic Church is teaching is wrong. Um, and people began to wake up from it. Right. Uh, that, that, you know, antichrist spirit 
that was leading the, the world at the time began to die because people began to get awakened and begin to pray and begin to read the Word of God for themselves. So what does the devil do? He sneaks in another way. Come on. Then all of a sudden he acts like he's destroyed this, the Roman Catholic Church and that, that that power is over now and people have now become enlightened and gotten science and all he did was sneak in another way. Um, then all of a sudden he we start, we form this country and we say that it's built on a, a, a um, you know, religious freedoms, you know, church separated from state so that the st- church could no longer control us. But that, that wasn't formed by George Washington because he wanted the church to, to be free and this and the government not control them the church separated from from state was all about the age of enlightenment it was all about destroying the church and the church having no say so anymore and no longer having any political ties or political control it wasn't to that really wasn't done to help us if you if you don't believe me look up and look into history and george washington and some of our founding fathers were big involved into the age of enlightenment they would make many trips even to france um to be a part of these speeches and stuff with the age of enlightenment and it was during the age of enlightenment that the illuminati was formed the the enlightened ones the the ones that have been illuminated and so when this illumination formed um in the Age of Enlightenment, they began to um, to it snuck back in to to telling people, "Hey, you're free and everything's good and wonderful." But the thing about it is, we when America was formed, we never got rid of paganism. Um, we can't say that our our country was formed on Christian basis is when it is slapped eat up with every kind of Roman deity and and idol. Um, everywhere the whole capital is covered in idols and 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 great and images and huh. and and sinful things i mean there's nothing that there's nothing about george washington or the I way i love that, to point out the fact that they that they even made up a goddess for america oh yeah I, most people don't know that you have to tell them like you can pull her up or is her name's columbia yeah, the goddess. The goddess Columbia, which is the Statue of Liberty or uh, Ishitar. Uh, Libertus, Ishitar, or whatever you want to call her, Semires. which is where we get Easter from and that we have covered our, our whole Resurrection Sunday up with, with paganism. Yeah, it, and so America, after the Edge of Enlightenment, they created a false, which is weird. There she is. There she is. The goddess Columbia was not did Columbia not, Pictures is the goddess Columbia, which is the statue. of The Liberty. District of Columbia it is named after her, Washington D.C. Um, the her <coughs> district, and what it was is the um, the the great whore of Babylon, Ishtar, uh, uh, Semiris, uh, Astroth, um, whatever name that she went by. Uh, that it's from Rome and if Rome Babylon had her name Rome had what her was name them stars over their head again, the Greeks the Greeks had her name um well the fallen angels represent stars That's you know what I thought you said. and so um but they all had her name and she and she's everywhere oh there is legitimately she's everywhere Masonic um society. right and so anyway that they all these different countries have given the great whore Babylon their a, a name depending upon their language so when america formed we gave her a new name that that was just americanized and we gave her right. the name of columbia and so we we created our own form of the the great whore babylon sure she sits on top of the capitol uh she is literally on top of the capitol building um 
And, but she is, well, that was the one in there. Uh, the, she's got a eagle feathers on her head and the one where she's sitting on top of the cat. There she is. Over there on the third roll. Third roll, yeah. Over. Right there. That's the one that sits on top of the Capitol building. There she is. Um, and so this is the American goddess. Um, the, the feminine depiction of liberty, which we call Columbia. Um, that we gave her the name. Um, I figure after Columbus, which was also um, the middle one. A mason. Yeah, there she is. That's the full statue. Uh huh. And so we see. So we see here that America was never formed on Christian basis. So wait, when we're doing the under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Which with liberty. Well, <laughs> um, is that the because I mean the, well, she the was she the the liberty she represented was sexual liberty. Yeah, she was the she was the goddess of um, of sexual liberty and freedom. She was a sex goddess. Um, hence the reason for the rabbits on Easter. Uh, hence the reason for the great whore of Babylon. Wait, are you trying to say that America, my my home country, isn't biblical? No, isn't built on God and Jesus. Well, the Puritans that came over were. Yeah. Uh, the Puritans that came over were, but we also have to realize that the Bible that everybody is obsessed with, and I'm not against King James Bible. I grew up reading King James Bible. I have a King James Bible, I also, but I also have an NLT, and I read from the original Greek and Hebrew and look that up. But we have to realize that that was also very integrated into the Roman Catholic Church, and that King Henry VIII changed um, some of the Lord's Prayer in it. Um, they... they um, the King James um, was, had his mother beheaded so he could usurp the throne. Uh, he was rumored to be a homosexual. There's a lot of things that have to do with the Roman Catholic Church and um, that we've got to realize that, that we have taken on as and they've become traditions and that we don't even realize are bad um, that we've done for so long because we've been it's been integrated into us and so you know there's there's things that we've done for years that we've been indoctrinated since we were young um, and 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 it's just been it's been passed through that we that we think that everything about America is godly and it, there's America began with Freemasons and the Illuminati during the time of um, the Enlightenment and um, the French Revolution and the Age of Enlightenment. It began during that time, and it was started with them putting up a pagan, um, the Scottish Rite Masons Temple right beside the Capitol. You got the Ashereth Pole, the big um, sitting right in front of it. You've got uh, Idol God on the steps of the Capitol. You've got George Washington painted on the ceiling as a god and with all the gods. You've got an Idol God sitting on the top of the state Capitol. And so, if we started off as a Christian nation, for one... D.C. set up like a pentagram. Yes, it's set up in the shape of a, uh, a pentagram. And the reason being is because of these... Um, of this, this, the Knights Templars, the people that were involved in the Roman Catholic Church, you have to realize the Roman Catholic Church are the ones that persecuted and killed Christians. These are the people that killed Christians. Um, the it was the Jews, uh, the Israelis uh, mixed with the Romans that killed Jesus. They intermixed when the Romans were uh, there living there for that whole time. Um, you, uh, you know, ruling over the Israeli people, they intermixed together. There was an intermixing that took place. I talk about that in my book with the intermixing of the gene pool where Dan 
and Ephraim led the ten tribes of Israel into rebellion against God, and Babylon took them into captivity. And then after Babylon, the Medes and the Persians. And then after the Medes and the Persians, uh, then the Greeks came along. And then the Romans came along, and they integrated with these people. Every single time, they intermixed with these people. So when we see that the Roman Catholic Church is built, it's um, that that they have integrated with these tri- these ten rebellious tribes um, that came out of Israel. And so now, the, the, the most of the people that rule this world are European Jews. I was about to say you want, and so a, a fun little snack there that you own is. So we know that, that, that the English monarchy is part of that lineage. They're yes. part of that, that. And so now we know that in 1776 when we fought that war and after the war was over that we've had our own presidents that we've elected through the process all these years. Well, now we have found out that every single one of those presidents throughout the whole entire history of our country are kin to the English monarchy, and they're all a part of that same bloodline. And the French monarchy, and the German monarchy, and the Scottish, and the Irish. All the European kings, queens, um, and royalty through the time where the where the, the tribe of Dan, the Vikings, and the tr- tribe of Ephraim, the Anglo-Saxons, came and joined together. All those, the royal families, um, they have ruled the split Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, I mean the European Empire since the beginning. And when America was formed, every president that we have elected um, has been kin to one another and has been kin to the royal families throughout Europe, um, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, and I've most I get people saying all the time, well, what about Obama? Yes, uh, Obama has a um, a white mother. Um, every one of them uh, are of European descent. They're all kin to one another. They're all kin to each other. Now you would have to be crazy not to make that cause a huge red flag to pop up in your mind, because if we have been a republic this whole time and we have been able to elect out of the free will of whoever ran. How come it always ends up being the same exact people that run it? And how come these people are all integrated and kin to the people that run Hollywood? Uh, the people that run Hollywood are all European Jews. How come it they are all kin to the people that run all the government agencies? Uh, how come that, that um, all your governors, uh, your fraternal, fraternal order of police, um, your, you've are all a part of the masons and all this 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 has been an ongoing thing for years and people can try to say that this is conspiracy it's not conspiracy look it up you look at our our money and the steel that's on our money a lot of people don't realize that the eagle that you see on our money is actually a phoenix and it comes from ezekiel uh, chapter 26 or 7 i do believe maybe 28 of ezekiel where he is talking to the king of tyre and his name's Hiram, which is what Masonic lore is huge about is the King Hiram. You, they even get King Hiram awards that they give out and such and so forth. But he he was the king of Tyre. And um, Greek and Roman mythology tell you that he had a daughter named Europa and his son named Phoenix. And God begins to speak to Lucifer when he's speaking to that king. And he says, um, you know, I'm going to burn you. I'm going to cause the fire within you to burn out of you and burn you to ashes. 
And so the phoenix is out of the ashes will rise. Well, what we see as the eagle on the American money and as the American emblem, if you look in history, it tells you that that eagle is actually a phoenix. And so, you know, we're seeing you look on the money and you're seeing the pyramid, uh, which is also on a lot of whether people realize this on a lot of Masonic lore emblems has the pyramid as well, almost on all of them. Um, that you'll see the 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 pyramid and you'll see the phoenix and all that because it is the same thing also Hiram was a master builder um the bible calls him a master builder um and so we see that they that this this has came up and out of the ashes he says you know i'll rebuild um if you look into hinduism they teach that the that the final their final one to rule the world, uh, their five avatar that rule the world, that he will die out and reappear, die out and reappear throughout so many uh, years. He'll come back as a different person, which is the same thing of the beast with the seven heads. You know, it, this 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 thing has reappeared over and over and over again. Uh, and many antichrists have came. And so that gets us to where we know that uh, who are we talking about that prophesied that the last pope would be the uh, what was his end, name? Search the end. My name, uh, Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Uh, and we know that Nostradamus was not a Christian, so but you know the devil knows things too, obviously because he's the one making the plan. And they, um, there's been a lot of prophecies, even from the Catholic Church, that said that this last pope will be the evil pope, and he will be the the one that that pulls in the new world order. Well, guess what? They were correct, because. Whether people realize this or not, this pope has has signed a worldwide religion peace treaty with all the world religions, and he has signed this peace treaty, and he has set up and said that we now have a one world religion, that we're all one, we're all the same children, we're all blah blah blah, and he has he has been instrumental and one of the main players in setting up this new temple in Abu Dhabi. Um, what that is the Abraham house where he says, you know, all of Abraham's children are coming together to worship where um, that's a multi, you know, uh, worshiping temple. He is instrumental and he is huge in the European Union. He is all he is completely immersed in the European Union and their uh, global reset plan, their um, sustainable development goals. Um, of saying that that by 2030 that the whole world is going to and if you don't believe this look it up on the European Union website look it up on the World Bank websites go through the PDF files and read about the sustainable development goals that they have for 2030 that they'll have the whole world vaccinated and with that use a digital ID and the whole world will have a digital ID that there'll be a one world government that there'll be a one world banking system I mean pretty much everything that we know that this stuff stands for this guy has set up and I don't think it's any coincidence that this guy has signed a um, a peace treaty, a worldwide peace treaty in Abu Dhabi, which happens just to be the same place that um, that President Trump has bought tons and tons of real estate for many, many years there, um, working together with a company named Hydra, which just happens to be what they have found in the vials of these jabs that they're giving people is the Hydra vulgaris. And which is also the uh, beast with the with the multiple heads uh, that uh, Revelation describes as a hydra, um, but that he has bought up all these things, and that Abu Dhabi has built 
a tower that is the highest tower in the world that is, is a city in the middle of the sea, just like Tyre was. Um, it is an island, uh, just like Tyre was in the middle of the sea. And he has, and it was there that the Pope has is building, and along with the UN, um, is building this one world, uh, a multi-faith uh, temple. It is there that he signed the peace treaty, and uh, it is there. It is, it is those people in the United Arab Emirates that uh, that is involved with uh, Trump's peace treaty. There's something big going on over there. Abu Dhabi is there. It's it's a big deal, but also that he this that the pope is saying i don't know if you can see this can look let's see if, the, if i can get the lights where it says the pope francis launches a seven-year action plan this is his seven there you go his seven-year action plan um that goes along with his peace treaty and with this seven-year action plan he is saying that the church that we're all the we're all the same people and we're all like you know we're all united and combined and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking about his seven-year plan for all living life. There it says, it says um, our relationship with the resources of the earth and in general, our way of looking at humanity and of living life. Um, and so he is um, now marked his peace treaty that he signed, up, I think, in 2019 is when he first signed this peace treaty. It was the anniversary of this peace treaty not too long ago that he began to start talking about his seven-year plan. And so, you know, there he's with the grand imam um, that's over, um, he's the over all the, um, the uh, Muslim people of the world uh, that he is uh, shaking hands with in Abu Dhabi. Um, and so there's a human fraternity for world peace and living together. Was signed on Monday afternoon. This is, you know, on an older one in Abu Dhabi by Pope Francis and the Graham Imam. And so, anyway, it talks about um, all persons who have faith in God and faith in human fraternity to unite and all work together. Um, this document opens a series of invocations. The Pope and the Grand Imam speak in the name of God, who has created all human <coughs> beings equal in, in their rights, their duties, and their dignities. In the name of innocent human life, that God's forbidden to kill, and in the name of the poor, the orphans, the widows, the refugees, and all victims of wars and persecutions, together with the Catholic Church, we will declare the adoption of a culture of dialogue as the path of mutual cooperation and a code of conduct. So um, what it's pretty much saying is we're bringing, it talks about economy, it talks about the policy, it talks about so what it's pretty much saying is, hey, the, the Catholic Church is coming together with all the world religions, and they're going to have peace, and they're going to um, say that we're all together, we're all one, no more fighting, no more wars over religion, which is what all wars have been always about is religion. And and this is where I want you to get anti, this anti-Christ system. Anti does not mean that they are going to come out and say we're anti-God and anti-anything good. They're going to say that they are god on the earth they're going to say that i am god on the earth um which is exactly what the catholic church has spoke of, said since the very beginning that they are god incarnate on the earth and so that's exactly what the pope says he stands in the place and says that he is god on the earth he is the incarnate of god on the earth and speaks for god himself and he is joining in with the world and made a peace treaty and so guys you know we need to pay attention to these things because, you know, a lot of people are looking for this. It's so weird. Uh, it's like 
prophecy has been so mangled with people. Everybody's expecting somebody to stand up and be evil mm-hmm. and be anti everything that's good and not act like there's anything good. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that he'll act good and then he'll pretend that he's like holy and good and, and normal until one day he 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 shows how evil he is. But by that time, you have to realize that by that time, many people have already been deceived. Right. And um and I just want to add, I've said it before. That the word worship in the Bible has many meanings. One means like a dog that follows their master around, but in other words, means pledging allegiance to like like um, like people did in Rome when he was writing um, the thing that they would have to pledge their allegiance to Rome. And I just found this out recently when I was reading the Bible and I was finding where God, Jesus had said, "Do not make any kind of oath or an allegiance to anything or anybody." And I was reading that scripture, and then I found a scripture. And I was looking up worship, and one of the words for worship meant to pledge an allegiance to something. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm blown away by this. Then I look up, and I find out that the person that wrote the Pledge of Allegiance was a man from Rome. Uh, And when he wrote it, he said that he wanted to bring it into America and to begin putting it in American schools to indoctrinate the American children, that by the time that they graduated high school, that their whole allegiance would be completely to their country, just as those in Rome was. And I, when I posted something on my personal Facebook, I said I had friends from other countries around the world that wrote me, and they said, yeah, we've always thought that that was weird because none of our countries sit around and pledge an allegiance. And I was like, I didn't, man, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, because you just, what is, it was natural to us because what the guy said he wanted to do, he did. He indoctrinated us since we were children to where that's a normal thing to do is to pledge your allegiance to a country. So what am I saying? And I said, oh, Lord, she's against pledging the allegiance. Oh, gosh, she's against our country. No, I'm telling you what the Bible says. Yeah. I'm saying that a word for worship in the Bible is pledging allegiance to something. I'm saying that Jesus said in the New Testament, it said a few times, do not give an oath or pledge allegiance to anything um, but God. Um, this is what the Bible says. And then when you think about them talking about worshiping the beast or the beast system, um, it's, you know, when you think about, hey, if worshiping it means to pledge an allegiance to it, then the fact of the matter is we've been worshiping it our whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've been worshiping the system our whole life, and I've heard people say, "Well, you're, you know, your pledge allegiance is to to the to the flag that's under God. What God? If if this nation was based on Christian principles, which is what we have been told, then why does it say one nation under Jesus Christ? Why does it say one nation under God? Because God is a title; it's mm-hmm. not a person. There's a lot of gods." Um, <coughs> And what God did our forefathers worship? Well, I'll tell you this. Baphomet was one of them. Um, But it was not Jesus Christ. Because um, fact is, and I I beg you to look this up yourself, our forefathers were European Jews. They were Ashkenazi Jews. Uh, Jews don't believe in Jesus Christ as the the Lord and Savior. And, um, And I can tell you, that coming from the Norse mythology where the Bible says that he'll change the times and the seasons. Guys, that's happened. That that happened with the Roman Catholic Church. It changed the times and the seasons. Um, uh, during that time, we now go by a different 
calendar than the 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 Jews and the Israelis do. We go by now this um, calendar that was started by the Roman Catholic Church, where they changed the the days and seasons. So why we have all of our days of the week are pagan days. Thor's Day, uh, Wednesday's Woden's Day or Odin's Day. Um, if you're German, they call him Woden. Um, uh, <coughs> Because they put a W in it, but it's uh, Wednesday, a Sunday from the Sun God's Day. Um, uh, Friday's uh, Freya uh, Day from Norse mythology. It all it's Norse mythology days of the week. Um, and so, uh, did anybody have anything to add about the the Pope? What he's doing right now? Um, the the and uh, how he for how how the Roman Catholic Church reigned. For 1,260 years um, and all that good stuff. I just had a, a question about <clears throat> kind of what we was talking about earlier with how the the Pope and the, the Roman the Roman Catholic Church, when it was in power, how they how were they were able to deceive and rule like they did with people? Was that during a time when they controlled who could read the Bible as well? <clears throat> Nobody during the time of the Roman Catholics had control of... Um, and were ruling um, that the the church was the government, and the government was the church. No one had uh, a copy of a Bible <coughs> except for the kings and the Roman Catholic leaders, the popes. You, um, you also got to understand that being able to read has only really become about in the last two hundred years for the mass majority of people. Being able capable of reading is uh, is really very recent. Unless they were royalty. Royalty yeah. was taught, but but the commoner was not taught. The peasants didn't. Well, know. I, was, I was just going to tie it in my the way way it kind of worked out in my head was, you know, they were able to control people because they forced them not to be able to read the Bible, and they could they could control their narrative through ignorance. Yeah, yeah. but now even even today they don't even have to. they don't have to because we nobody reads, so they can still control the narrative because nobody reads the Bible. Well, too. the devil's got their focus on something. A lot of them. And it's not on 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 the the truth, and that that goes back to the Illuminati. Their whole their whole thing is to distract and it's to just take like the, with our media today. They if they can get you looking over here, then they can slip something in over there. The devil gets you looking over here and get your focus, and then now you're now we're fighting over which. Uh, translation of the Bible to read. He's yeah. a master illusionist. He is very good. Slight yeah. of hand. Slight Super of hand. Super weird. Y'all, y'all opened up perfect conversation. This last weekend, Halloween weekend, uh, maybe this is the last one, but Halloween weekend was Poor the attention. G20 G20 summit. It's where our world leaders met. Everybody got together. All the leaders. The Pope met with the... Uh, oh, the G20 summit. Yeah, the G20 summit. The Pope met with... Um, Biden. Biden. Good. That's how out of it I am right now. <laughs> I don't even know who the president is. No, but he met with Biden. Uh, about None of us did. He doesn't the, know he's the president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think honestly, Biden knows. It was about the dumbest thing. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways, they met, and, and France President Emmanuel met uh, also because over some sort of um, submarine. Long story short, speaking about distractions, while everybody's dressing up as some character that they feel compelled to dress up as, whatever it would be, uh, they, they went out and did their pagan holiday, fought for candy, and their literal leaders publicized everything that they were going to have going on. 
that's going to dictate their entire lives from henceforth. And guess the wool literally placed upon their own heads to pretend to be something else. That's how distracted America is and people in general. Talking about master manipulator illusionist, you willingly put the cloak over your head to be something else and play around while your leaders discuss your very lives and your future. And what they're going to do to change it. Uh-huh. They control your very, they, they control people's very <coughs> lives and their future. They've got people absolutely, completely convinced that it is cool to inject poison into their body with with crap that we don't have any idea what it is. Not cool. But Offenses if you don't. That's the safe thing to do. That's the safe thing to do. Oh. It makes no sense. And the and the people that with that, that are getting that that is supposed to stop something, it is not stopping it. They're being hospitalized. Yeah. In in people are still convinced because the media's sleight of hand is keep, keeping their focus off of the real the real truth and instead of looking with their own eyes they they choose to believe a bunch of politicians well guys we can the fact of the matter is we the the i don't want them to believe me i want them to research it for themselves truly people don't read they don't read they um but here's what it boils down to gage is exactly right during the time where everyone was so deceived they did not have the word of god to that they could read to their their self so i mean they they just believed what was told to them and then when when people begin to buck against it the devil found a, a another way of going around it once they begin to say hey you know we're, we're bucking against the roman catholic dictatorship uh then then he began to say well you know what now they're not they're not going to let us just tell them they can't have it um, Mary said Biden slept through most of the summit. Yeah, um, that's funny. Yeah, Biden. Biden knows he. Uh, Biden knows that he don't do anything anyway. He's just yeah. there for looks. <laughs> that um, he's just enjoying his time. He's just he's just living it up. Um, play, he's Biden playing a part. Yeah. Biden Biden plays a part. That's all he does is he's and and that's what drives me nuts about people. Even the ones that say that they're woke up and they realize what's going on. Yeah. And Thessalonians tells us this this has been this this plan has been set in motion for a while now. Like this is not a new plan. That this world takeover has been planned for a while now. Uh Hitler tried to pull it off and he didn't make it. Um and that and but the enemy has been finding the right opportunity and the right time to pull his his action plan together for a long time and they have always worked together this this people think it's crazy but it is 100% fact that they know exactly what they're doing why it blows Absolutely. their mind that luciferians know what they're doing and but yet, as Christians, we discuss as Christians going out and 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 taking over the world for Jesus. You know, we as Christians, we talk about going and meeting people and and being around people so that we can bring them in to the to the flock and that we can. And, and the Bible says that you know, when we're waiting on Jesus to come back, it says and hurry those days along that by witnessing to people and and things like that, we can hurry His coming along. And so as Christians. We do things to hurry the coming of Jesus along. 
the second coming of Jesus long because we want him to hurry up and come. Well, why does it shock us that the Luciferians are doing the same thing to hurry their God that they serve along? And there are certain things that have to be done, just like the false Christianity, this um, manifest sons of God, this false charismatic movement that teaches that we're going to turn the earth holy and beautiful and the church is going to reign until Jesus comes and he'll come after we've already took over the earth. Um, that, which is the exact same teaching as the Illuminati. They believe that we have to get the world to the place where he'll come, or he can yeah. be able to come. That's the same thing the Illuminati believe. They believe that he, they have to get a one-world government going, and they have to have it the one-world thing so that Lucifer can take his rightful place, which has probably got a lot to do with why CERN is there. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that If you don't know what CERN is, look it up, C-E-R-N, where they are trying to open up black holes and portals and black matter they're trying to uh, bring they're trying to open up the dimension but they're trying to bring him um here which i believe he is here i believe firmly that he is here uh rabbis and messianic jews uh that that they have said that they have sat with him they've talked to him um and they know who he is that he has um yet to reveal himself and i but I, and i will tell you this it's not going to be someone that Christians hate, and it's not going to be someone that Jews hate. It is not going to be someone that comes across and says, I'm evil, boo law, I'm the devil, boo. It's not going to come that. It's going, uh, it, 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 his job is to deceive, even if possible, the very elect. It will be someone that is big on filling your pockets up with money because the Bible says that they will be deceived because they love this world and the love of money is the root of all evil it'll be someone that that man when america is so used to the american dream which i call the american nightmare of having a bunch of money and having all this stuff that when that's when we as we continue to plummet into famine and we continue to plummet into uh, things getting worse and worse and worse uh, financially you know it, everybody is waiting force somebody to come in and save the day and um and to fix this big old nightmare that we have um you realize we are not even a year into our current administration and it's already horrible it, it, it's not even been a year and it feels like it's been several and didn't, that, didn't they take gas prices and take a picture of it and it was like a dollar uh and some it was a high dollar dollar and 60 something last year and then this year's three fifty, sixty, three seventy something. I don't remember. Three seventy. That's in California or somewhere. Right? Oh, California's up to four Three seventy. Where is diesel fuel? Oh yeah, diesel. Uh, it cost me fifty dollars more but to I, fill up my vehicle. Yeah, I was going to say though that's that what you're saying is so important, and I think it's it's a real key as far as the economy factor goes because it's not just the United States that the economy's trash. China's having problems. The Middle East is Everywhere. having problems. So everybody is looking, like you said, is going to be looking for somebody. It's all setting up to where. Well, who is the one person that all of them loved? 53 million people right now are in starvation, living wow. in starvation. Uh, I read uh, the other day in other countries because of this economic collapse. It's the last. America in stuff usually gets it last. But there's a lot of people that are starving to death right now because of the economic collapse. Oh, they are in Haiti. That um, I mean, no, it's everywhere. All wow. these countries, it's going through it. And as we close, I want to say this. I've had three or four of my very close friends write me this week saying that they were told by their companies that if they did not get this mandated health jab, 
that they would lose their job by the, the first of the year. And um, and guys, I just want to tell you that when 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 never in, before in my life or anyone's life that I know have I ever heard to where people are mandating and forcing you to get something that that one part they say is FDA approved. It just happens to be that people that work for the FDA are kin to the same politicians. Um, but uh, that but most of them not even FDA approved. Um, and they're forcing, I've never in my life heard of them forcing something like this on people in order <coughs> to keep their jobs. That needs to wake people up. I think that most people don't want to wake up because they went into it already deceived. Mm-hmm. And so to to acknowledge now, oh my gosh, guys, there's a peace treaty that's out. There's a one world religion that is now out. They are now mandating that you get something or you cannot have a job and make money. People are talking about losing their jobs. And yeah. so the people that I know, you know, they have great, they have good jobs. This ain't losing a job. No offense, but this ain't losing a job at McDonald's. They're, they're, these are, you know, good jobs that these people have. And I just want to, I just want to end by telling you this. If when the beginning of this happened, the Holy Spirit was talking to you enough to where you heard the Holy Spirit say, no, something's off. Don't do this. Don't you dare allow a government or a job to make you do anything that goes against that still small voice or your moral code of what God has spoken to you. If you ever find yourself being forced to do something that you, you're that still small voice, that first intuition that came over you told you not to do, then you have just been pushed in to communism. When, when the government forces you to do something that you do not feel right about doing, that is wrong. It don't matter whether people believe it's this or people believe it's that. The fact of the matter is, when the government begins mandating your health and you have told yourself, no, I do not want this, and now they're telling you, okay, well, if you don't, you're going to lose your job. You won't surely die. It, you, <coughs> let me tell you something. You better not let that love of money and love of keeping that American dream and well I've got all these bills well I've got this don't let that cause you to cave because you've got to remember if Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego can stand before a whole world full of people that have bowed to an image and say no we will not bow to you Nebuchadnezzar and what was it a big deal to bow was it that big of a deal to bow was it worth losing their life just to bow yes it, it 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 was that big of a deal. Why? Because it went against their moral convictions, and so they were willing to die, to die, not just lose a job. They were willing to be burned alive in fire just yeah. so they would not bow to something that they said that they would not do. The the Maccabees, which are the Jewish people throughout history, the Maccabees when they were being martyred and and and, and killed by Anakin's Epiphanes and from some of those Roman people that were just murdering them, they were ripped to shreds. They were boiled alive. They were, they, they, they literally watched there. There was a family of seven that literally watched each one of their brothers get ripped apart, twisted. I mean, this is not a simple death. I'm talking about horrible deaths. What was the reason that they went through that? Because he, Anakin's tried to get them to eat pig pork. And it, they were Jewish, and it went against their religion. You may think, well, pork's not a big deal. It went against their moral code. It went against what they believed was a sin. And the Bible says if you believe something's a sin and you do it, it's sin to you. That's right. Because it goes against your conscience. And so if you have said from the beginning, <coughs> no, I'm not going to do this, don't you dare cave 
Don't you dare cave when there was young boys, when the, the, these, these guys were 13, 10, 17 years old, and they were tortured to death and died because they would not cave and eat pork. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was put in a fire a flame because they would not bow to an image when the when the harp began to play and they began to sing. You've got you've got Peter that was crucified upside down. You've got Paul that was martyred for his Christian beliefs. Jesus did not tell every one of them throughout history to die for what they believed in and then us not be able to even stand against because we're afraid that we won't make as much money. Paul Paul was dragged out of the city gates, stoned, and left for dead. Not with marijuana. Stoned with, with big stock rocks <laughs> over and over again, and they thought the man was dead. <coughs> Paul got up off the ground after he came back to and got and walked back into the city and continued to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now Paul, that's somebody with some backbone right there. Paul was whipped 191 or 96 times with a lictor's lash over the course of his ministry. He was shipwrecked. He was bitten by a snake. Paul what had it rough. Paul did everything that he did. He said, my race is run. Is your race run? Has your race even begun? Have, have, what have you had to endure? Some of us have endured a lot. Some, some have not been asked that much. But whatever is asked of you, but you will be asked. to do. Paul said, I've learned to be content in the state that I'm in. No matter what that is. My gosh, we, is that expensive? we have got to get to the place in our hearts. And I'm, and I'm talking about us, myself included. Where we've got to be content in the state that we're in. Whatever God has asked of us to do, I, I, I'll say this and shut up. My my our, my youngest child said, "I pray that we're out of here. That, that that Jesus gets us out of here before we have to be persecuted." And they go to cutting our heads off. Hmm. And and I I told her, "I hope that your prayers are answered because I don't want to have to go through that either." But even if he don't. But if that's what's asked of us to do. That's what we're going to do, and we'll do it with honor. And we're going to honor the Lord no matter what. I said, you know, if that's the if that's the hardest thing that we have to face, then that's not that bad. It's yeah. over like that, and you're you're in heaven with Jesus. I'll tell sudden you, death, sudden glory. I'll 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 say this, um, like I told our church, if I was an atheist, I still wouldn't give in to tyranny. I will Absolutely not give into not. a tyrannical government. I will not give into a government. I've read enough history that there's no way that I'm giving into it. And, so, and, I've, and I've seen people, I said it last week, that have made smart comments and about, what about seatbelts and what about this? I've said it the whole time. I've said the whole time that that was that the government was taken uh, that they were over uh, that they were overstepping and if we give into this it's going to be something the same else. Thing. It's going to be something else. Well, and we didn't even know each other back then. When it comes to mandating, and let me tell you something. When it comes to my children, there's no way the government's putting anything in my child. <coughs> period. There's no way that my children are getting anything put in them. And if we don't learn to stand, guys. Um, we don't have to have the fanciest cars. We don't have to have the fanciest phones. We don't have to have uh, all these things. If we have God, and we and God, if we have God, and we're truly serving God, and we we He will give us 
the things that we need, and he'll give us eternal life, which is what is the most important thing. But everything else can go. Everything else is not as important as what we stand for. And God sometimes just wants to see if we're going to take a stand and stand for what we believe and what is right. And whether, no matter what your opinion on the jab is, the fact of the matter is, if you go against your conscience, then you have just proven how easy it is for the enemy to get someone to to take the mark of the beast. All they have to do is threaten the almighty dollar, and we'll end with the Thessalonians where he says this, and many, God will allow many to come under a delusion or be deceived because they would rather enjoy the pleasures of this world. Many will be deceived by the Antichrist because they would rather enjoy the pleasures of this (coughs) world. Well, I'll leave you with this. Abraham prayed for the day that God would give him a son, and precious Isaac was his name. Thank you for joining us tonight. We've enjoyed it. We hope you've enjoyed it. Take in the information and join us again next week as we continue the unveiling. (coughs)